Hey there, sis, and welcome to Tech Girls Cast, the podcast that is designed to empower aspiring female technologists to make their mark in the tech industry without getting lost in the process. My name is Jacqueline Corley, and I've been in the tech world for over 10 years, so I know what works and doesn't work when it comes to making your tech transition as smooth as possible. Join me every Wednesday as I give you my best tips and advice to make your transition into the tech world the best that it could possibly be. I'm so thankful that you are here and I cannot wait to go on this journey with you. Let's do this, sis. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. We are so excited to be back this week. And this week, I am very, very happy for this special guest today. His name is Joe Nemick. And I'm really excited to be interviewing him today for a couple of reasons. Number one, he um, is currently teaching himself to code. I'm going to let you guys um, hear from him a little bit about what that's involved for him and how that's been for him. But as you guys know, we are in this series called Men in Tech Empowering Women. And so we are actually on the final um, episode this week. And so I want to take a moment to quickly remind you all that we do have a special Q&A episode coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Be sure to send me your questions over on Instagram at techgirlscode, or you may email me at podcast at techgirlscode.com. So we'll definitely have more info on that. But without further ado, let's get into the interview. Joe, thank you so much for being on the podcast this week. Hey, Jackie, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and talk a little bit about coding and how awesome it is. <laughs> yeah, and I have actually been coding for a very long time. Most people who have been following me know that I've been coding since 2006. And so oh, nice. I'm really excited to interview, to interview you today because I want to hear how it is learning to code in 2022. Um, because as we know, there are a lot of people who have become software developers you know, in the last year, year and a half, maybe two years, or even shorter than that. And I know that when I first started learning to code, that was a little harder to do back then. Yeah. And so I'm very excited to hear about your journey and that. But first, kind of tell everyone um, who you are and what you do. Hey, yeah. So my name's Joni Mick, and I am currently, my job title is um, a flight test engineer. So I work on an Air Force base, and I conduct flight tests for um, fighter jets and that involves you know kind of test planning and um, collecting data and figuring out how to get the most out of the time that you have to um, you know collect data points on a jet that's flying really fast and burning a lot of expensive gas so there's a lot of like kind of big thinking problems you have to to work through to 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 do that that line of work um, and so that's that's kind of where I'm at my by by uh, definition, I'm a electrical engineer, so that's what I graduated um, with back in 2014. Um, and since then, I've had a couple different jobs. I, I did start in flight tests, but then I went to um, small business and did um, embedded electronics 
development. So that was like um, circuit boards and uh, building circuit boards, designing those, and then also um, developing the embedded firmware that went on those circuit boards. So like microcontrollers and stuff like that. And that was kind of my first job in like exposure to code and um, just kind of like working with software. Um, I was still more on the hardware side at that point. And then uh, uh, I guess at that time is kind of when I, you know, began to like figure out what what the world of code was. Um, after that, I uh, I took a little time off to pursue a little running dream I had. That's kind of another area of my life that pretty passionate about. Um, I'm kind of all over the place, but <laughs> um, then after that dream, like I uh, was able to kind of achieve the goal that I set out to do for for distance running. I, I run marathons. Um, I, after that, it was 2020 and I needed to go back to work. Um, but 2020 happened. And so, you know, things were pretty quiet on the job hiring front. So um, that's when I really got to exploring um, web development and, um, you know, software in that in that format. So, um, you know, I started with um, like Udacity is, I think, the first like official course. They have those nano degree programs. And I just took a full stack web development course because I wasn't working and, you know, I was looking for jobs and I was like, well, I'm going to try to, you know, pick up a skill while I'm in this kind of season of transition back to to full-time work. And so, um, yeah, I took that Udacity course just to kind of see if like there was some permanent interest in that area. And I, I really enjoyed learning about how the, the web worked and just all the possibilities that exist, um, you know, just working from your laptop. I think, um, you know, I, I kind of was exposed to the, the web development Twitter space that exists. That's uh, pretty, pretty large and pretty, uh, fun community to be around. And um, yeah, so since 2020, I've, I, I did get a, a full-time job again back as a flight test engineer, so not as a software developer. But uh, since then, I've been, you know, doing Udemy courses and um, I did start building my own app and um, just slowly, you know, as, as, as much as you can with, I, I also have a, a family. And so uh, as much as I can, balancing all of these responsibilities, I try to get, you know, I would say anywhere from like three to six hours a week, um, just trying to learn new bits and pieces of uh, web development. So currently I'm focused on like React and uh, like Next.js and uh, uh, Superbase as a, as a um, database uh, development. So that's kind of the, the broad overview of, you know, who I am and where I've come from and how I kind of got into web development. Well, I was actually going to ask you what tech stacks you were actually using these React and Next and, and the other one. And I was like, okay, great. <laughs> that answers yeah. my question. But um, if you guys are listening, there's plenty of full stack things that you guys can do. There's not just React, there's Angular, there's Vue, there's even Django with Python. And so really just kind of finding what your interests are. And really, once you find your interest in that, you can really determine what language you learn. So that's amazing. Um, I kind of want to backtrack, Joe, to how you got interested in engineering. Um, I really want to hear that story because I think that um, exposure is so important, whether mm. you are learning to code or you are, you know, in another STEM field or whatever field that you're in and you're trying to make a transition over 
to coding even. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear that story and just kind of what what made you decide, hey, this might be, you know, coding might be something that I might want to switch to um, as, a, as a result of being exposed to that. So start with your story of your exposure to engineering. Yeah, that's that's a really cool question to ask. I've never really answered that. I don't think in a in a in a full sense. So I, my story starts way back as a kid. I was blessed to have, um, you know, parents that kind of pushed me in that direction from like a young age. Um, I can remember just having access to like robots and you know Legos and stuff like that from you know the earliest of ages. You know, as far back as I can remember. And I remember my parents saying I was just always, you know, kind of a quieter kid. And I just like to to build and tinker and take things apart. And I think that's that's ultimately kind of where it all begins. Right. You want to you know, you're not satisfied with just the surface level of like this object that you're holding. You have to like you want to just this innate desire to take it apart, and figure out how it works. That's ultimately, I think, what uh, engineering is all about. It's asking the question of like, how does this work? And can I make it better? I think that's that's a if you have if you have a desire to answer those kinds of questions, you're probably you like geared towards some some version of engineering. So like my journey started with you know my dad, obviously the robots and stuff as a kid, but like I got uh, into RC planes from like a very early age, and so that was kind of my hobby growing up, and that gave me access to like embedded controllers and servos and just um, RF, right? Because you have your remote control and just like being around that kind of stuff from a young age all the way through, you know, high school and college, just it was always there, right? And I was blessed to have access to some pretty cool internships as a high schooler where I was around engineers and just in that space. And that's actually why I ended up choosing electrical engineering is because I was around electrical engineers. So I was like, well, that's what I need to do. Um, long story short, I think in, in hindsight or just the way the world has shifted, um, and just how big, you know, obviously the, the internet is part of everything we do and mobile apps. And it's just so ingrained in, in what we do as a society now that, um, I just love recently, I love how accessible, um, engineering is through development. So, you know, an electrical engineer typically not always i'm sure there's remote electrical engineering jobs but like typically you have this this product or this physical thing that you need to work on and it requires you to leave your house you know you got to go to the you need all the expensive equipment like spec ands and oscilloscopes and there's just a lot of um like tech required to do electrical engineering and develop electrical you know like circuit boards and stuff like that and so it doesn't lend itself to being you know, like remote and flexible and kind of all of these things that web development has grown to be. And you, I mean, you see it everywhere on Twitter, like, oh, I'm working, you know, I'm working from the beach or I'm working from here or like, oh, I have four kids and I can, you know, work remotely. And, you know, so that has kind of taken off in the past couple of years. And that's what that I think like more of the work life balance aspect of um, development in general is kind of what drew me to the space initially you know just that desire to have a more flexible uh, work-life balance and just having access to solve problems um like like i was saying like how does this work how do i make it better being able to do that but from a remote and flexible um standpoint i think is is kind of what drew me to the space so yeah from a young age just exposure to to gadgets and having the encouragement from peers to 
take them apart, not be afraid of breaking things, just like encouragement and access to, to those kind of things is what just drew me to the space. And I've, I've been in it ever since. So good. And once again, like I said, exposure is so, so important, I believe. Mm. And, but I do understand, and I'm sure you do as well, that there are some people who have not had the privilege like us to be introduced at a young age. My story is that my parents actually brought home a computer and it was as simple as that's it. I have to know everything that it does. And ever since then, that's what I've been, <laughs> that's literally what I've been focusing on is what mm. does this do? And that, that truly is my story, even though it's that simple. And so what would you say to someone who maybe is not like us, who has not had that opportunity to be exposed to mm. maybe dream career that they might have, especially in tech or coding or whatever it may be what would you say to that person and how yeah. would, how would you recommend them finding out a little bit more about this industry if they hadn't previously been exposed i will say to anyone still searching that i am also still searching so despite the fact that i was exposed to engineering from a young age i still don't feel like i figured out what i'm really going to do when i grow up right um, and so I think in society today, we're kind of introduced to the idea that like, you know, you, you go to school and then you go to college and after college, you do whatever you got your degree in and then you retire, right? Like that's your kind of the life pattern that's set out typically. And I'm, you know, my big message is to challenge that and to just say like, Hey, you could, I, I went to school as a double E, but I'm, cons I'm very much considering a hard pivot to software development, right? Like that's not maybe in my best financial interest and maybe be better for me to just stay as a double E and keep riding whatever path I'm on right now. But I'm ultimately out to figure out, you know, what my gifts and talents are. And if that means, you know, a career pivot, then I absolutely need to do that. So I, I would say to anyone searching, good job. Like, I think it's great that you're searching and don't be a, like, don't think you're weird or like you need to have it all figured out. Um, searching is great. And uh, what I would say to anyone who is like considering uh, development in any capacity, it could be embedded firmware. It could be, you know, like I said earlier, robotics. It could be um, web development. It could be data analytics. All of these spaces are so accessible today. So if you have a laptop and you have an internet connection, you don't need to pay any more money on top of that to to start figuring out if these are fields that you could be interested in and so there's there's just so many educational resources there's so much out, so much con free content out there to just explore the space and get an idea you know go through a free uh code academy class like just go through it and if you're still interested at the end, then go do something else. If you're still interested after that, build something on your own. Um, and I, I would just say it is so accessible today. Um, if you're just willing to, you know, spend a, a few extra hours a week, you know, instead of on Netflix, you can just try some coding and, and see if it's your thing. So good. I love that. And really, I love that you also said that you're still searching because even for myself, sometimes I do feel that way as well, even though I have been in the tech education space for like over five years now. I've been mm -hmm. in higher education 
I have taught at boot camps and I currently have a startup where I'm teaching women to code. But I remember getting my computer science degree and having the same thing happen where it's like, okay, now I got to find a job that you, you know, would one day retire at. And I did get my first developer job and realized after a few years, that was not where I really wanted to be. So mm. I continued to search and search and, and find a technique that I really absolutely love in it. So it might be that some of you might have various different roles that you're in, in a particular niche. I have been in three different roles in the tech education niche um, mm -hmm. in the last few years. So that could be something that could happen for you all if you're listening. And the other thing I will say as well is, especially, you know, with Joe being an electrical engineer, there are other people who might want to merge what it is that they're doing along with development. There's engineering companies who need software developers. There's other yeah. companies in other industries who need developers or who need different types of tech people who are even non-developers. So there's also that option too of merging your passions. There's so many mm. different industries that you can get involved in that need your tech skills, whether you're coding or not. So yeah, now absolutely. Just to, yeah. just to follow up on that really quick, because I, I was mm. just thinking about this today, but if you, let's broaden it out from just web development or coding or, you know, even data analytics, like, any STEM field on the planet right now has web development and data problems that need to be solved. And so if you were like, hey, I'm not sure I want to do coding, but I'm interested in becoming a mechanical engineer, electrical engineer, or civil engineer, or whatever kind of engineer that exists out there, you will be well served to have uh, even just like a fundamental knowledge of of coding and um, development and just the process of solving those problems and bringing that mindset to any engineering field in the future. You know, if you're like, hey, I'm, I want to just be a math person or like I'm going to go be a double E, like you will be well served. So I guess I say that just to, to, there is no loss in, in at least trying to learn to some extent because it will end up serving you well. Um, in whatever STEM field you you end up going to and beyond. I mean, it's it's everywhere. Like it permeates every industry. It's in real estate. It's in like the food industry. Like everyone needs tech at some level. So it's, yeah. So true. And then the other thing I'll say, um, just as, as an add-on that, you know, don't discredit the smaller companies that are not the bigger companies as well. They definitely need people all the time. My first dev job was at a smaller company, but it was for a government agency. So you definitely never, you never know who needs what skills and, and who you're preparing for. Um, and so that's also good. So I definitely appreciate that as well for you saying that. Um, now I want to shift over to your journey in learning to code, some specific things. Um, I usually have interviewed people who are currently software developers and not necessarily people who are currently learning to code, but I really wanted to have you on the podcast today because as I mentioned earlier, back when I was learning to code in 2006, it was so, so different. We didn't have all these different options. There were no boot camps. There was no YouTube. Um, I don't even think YouTube was a thing. It might've been barely, right? And mm -hmm. 
there's so many different things um, to get involved in if you want to learn to code. And so how has the journey been for you? Uh, what were some of the things maybe that you're learning and maybe um, a challenge that you had that you actually overcame while you've been learning? Yeah, that's an awesome question. I love it. So when I first thought about, you know, taking the, I, I said my first thing was a Udacity nano degree. Um, it was the full stack web development program that they have. Um, I can't remember all the languages we touched on, but that was my first kind of exposure to web development. Um, I During that season, I asked, if there was two people I went to school with um, that had become web developers. And so I just kind of gathered some insights they had about the industry, where it was at, you know, is it a good field? Is it actually like super flexible, like everyone says it is? And just kind of got those answers to, to, to just reinforce what I'd been kind of learning and researching on my own. The second thing was I actually, I have a, another interest. Um, I'm into options investing and trading. Um, and so through that and during that season of, of time, I was basically, there was a hole in what I believed um, just a way to track options trades. And so I was like, oh, it'd be cool if I could like learn web development and build this tool that I think would be really useful in, in my trading. And so those two things, so consulting with people in the industry and then having an idea of something I wanted to build. Um, and then the third thing is I actually just applied to uh, a, like a, a web development job that I thought was cool. Like I just had a, a network with a couple of um, different investors that had a platform built. And I was just like, hey, it'd be kind of cool to learn from them. Like, so I was like, hey, you know what? Can, do you have any web development jobs? And they're like, well, do you know React? And I was like, uh, no, but I can go learn it. And so, so, so because they asked for React and then I started doing research on React and, you know, apparently it was pretty popular language. I'm like, okay, this is probably a good path to go down. So I had a kind of a, a product idea, just, you know, something I wanted to build on my own. And, and then at that point it was just like, okay, like let's take this Udacity course, took that course. And then at that point it's like, okay, I, I know I want to learn React. Um, so I can build this product that I've kind of envisioned. And so, you know, I took, I think after that, I took a, a Udemy course, which took me forever because now I had started my full-time job. Um, and so that's how I learned React. And now, now I'm in like the implementation phase where I'm trying to build my own app, which is very difficult to do <laughs> with just the limited time, I think is what ends up um, hurting me the most. But yeah, that's kind of the the basic flow of how it started for me. So, yeah. Oh, that all sounds so cool. And um, I was wondering, are you considering a mobile app? So, it wasn't it wasn't designed it wasn't designed as a mobile app because then I would I think that's React Native, right? So, like, I was just yeah trying to build a desktop app. I was using Tailwind CSS for my styling. Um, and it was actually on the back end, it was a Flask application. So that's written in Python um, and then just a normal Postgres uh, database. Um, since then, since I've started that, I think I started that like last April. I know I'm cringing as I say that. Um, it's just, it's become super bloated, but I've learned a ton through just the act of building. Um, and I'm actually thinking about like restarting it and doing it in a more like simplistic and not bloated way, if that makes any sense. Basically what happened is I just 
I was just learning and just, I was like, oh, I want to try this idea. And so it was just a platform to, to learn new things. And so um, now I'm like, oh, maybe, like, maybe I could actually like launch this as a product. And so, you know, I'm, I'm actually trying to figure out a good way to just get an MVP hosted and launched just so I can go through that um, motion of getting something, you know, actually published. That all sounds amazing. And I'm really excited to see uh, what comes of this app. I might have to have <laughs> you back on whenever it's finished. So we can kind of <laughs> do a part two of this. So you can talk about it. But um, the other thing that I wanted to also ask you is, I know you said you kind of cringed when you thought about it being, you know, you've been doing this since last April, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. But yeah. what to yeah, I want to ask you a question is, how do you feel about the speed that you have gone with learning to code? Because I know that there are people who have said that they learned in three months or they've learned in six months or maybe they became a developer in nine months. And so I know that some are intimidated by the speed sometimes mm. those who have learned. And so what would you say to that person that's kind of like, well, that person kind of did this fast. Maybe I should be doing this this fast. And just kind of tell us about your journey and the speed of learning. Yeah, so it's actually my mantra for this year is stay in, stay in your lane. <laughs> so, so that is directly speaking to the kind of comparison trap that we often get in with, you know, especially as I hit, you know, I'm getting close, I'm getting close to being 30. And so now, you know, you're starting to look left, you start to look right. And you're like, oh, these people are, you know, some people are ahead, some people are behind. And it's just like, ultimately, that doesn't matter what, how, how fast or slow other people are going. It's, it's what, what speed do you need to be running? What gifts do you have that need to be exercised? And um, are you doing the best with the time, the resources that you have? If you are, then, you know, if it takes you five years and you enjoy doing it, who cares, right? If it takes you a month and you're just a whiz, um, congratulations, like that's amazing. And I celebrate that, but you know, we're all on our own journeys and it's so much easier to just say like, yeah, just stay in your own lane. But I, I truly mean it. And I have to remind myself every day, just focus on what you can control. You know, you do have a, other commitments and obligations and, you know, things are going to take longer, but that just means you need to be more efficient and you can be more efficient. Use the time that you have. And uh, just, you know, if there's, I, I, I would say the best thing to do is to just start building something. Just think of something that would be cool like like that you would use you know on the internet that you'd want to just like you'd want something to to make your, your life easier or someone else's life easier and just start building it and that that can be a, a great way uh, to learn so that's great advice and i really do think that it really depends as you're talking about on your learning speed and your learning style because everyone's different you know you'll hear people say well you know, you shouldn't learn from courses. That's not really going to help you. Or boot camps mm -hmm. are too expensive. They're not going to help you. Or even doing textbooks now is a little bit too much. That's not going to help you. But really, none mm -hmm. of that's true. It really it just depends on the person, your learning style, and your learning style. So thank you for uh, sharing that. It's actually inspiring. And, you know, it does take people different times and different amounts of time to learn this because code is is not it's not the uh, how do i put this i would say code is is not um 
it may seem like it's hard, but when you really take the time to really figure out how to do this in your learning style, making sure you're understanding things as you're doing, it gets a lot easier with practice. So I just encourage anyone who is currently learning to take your time, slow down, and find your speed and your style that best fits you because all the ways of learning to code are still available and they're still great. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a of what you feel is best. I wish yeah. I had all the other options <laughs> when <laughs> I was learning. I only had college or textbooks on my own. Oh, and I yeah. chose college because I didn't have the discipline at that time to teach myself. Mm-hmm. Now it's been years and, and I, I do, but I just encourage anyone listening, just keep following your journey. Everyone's is different. And I want you to know that your job or your dream that you're doing this for is already solidified. You just have to walk the path. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so Joe, my final question to you, I would say today, as you know, this series has been uh, men and men in tech empowering women. And I know you don't actually have a dev job right now, um, but technically I would say that you are um, in tech because you're actually learning the skills. And so um, welcome to the tech family, the tech world. <laughs> but I wanted to, um, to ask you, um, as this series, like I said, is men in tech empowering women, what would you say to women who are kind of like you, who've had this background of like, yeah, I've got some other career and I'm wanting to switch over to tech and I specifically really want to code. What would you say to them? Maybe they just feel like they don't belong because they're women and all these other challenges that may, they may have had as being a woman. What would you say to encourage them? Sheesh, man. That is a hard question to answer, primarily because I'm not a woman. However, I would say (laughs) I would just encourage like any person, male or female. It's just like, again, if you have any sense of like desire or longing to figure out, you know, if you belong in tech, the best thing you can do is just to start walking the path. Right. And, you know, we've already brushed on like a lot of the 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 platforms that exist to to just gain knowledge and experience and um just starting to you know expose yourself and then you know if you're if you enjoy it and you um like if, if you find any bit of passion there then like you belong right like you have something to contribute to the space there's something unique to your the way you think and your brain construct that will lend itself to like you building either building something on your own that's amazing and can help many people or you know con- being a individual contributor at a at a company i mean it, it really just depends on how bad you want it and you know what you know how how much you believe that you know de- being a developer is part of you know your your future um so you know i've i've two daughters and i really hope that you know i can teach them like there's there's no there's no limits and there there should not be any limits on what what you can do it's 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 all up to you it's all about you deciding you know that that's the path you want to go down and try to expose yourself try to get yourself in a community of like-minded individuals like this podcast you know just listening to other people kind of talk about the space i mean it it really i don't think takes too long to figure out like yeah this is really cool or like yeah this isn't for me um so yeah, just just 
walk the path. If you have any inkling that it might be in your in your future, just just start reading, start learning, and um, see what any anything can happen. And that really is such a good answer because I I think that a lot of people in general, not just women, think that they are so disqualified because someone said that they are, or someone said mm. that belong this or someone said this or something happened to the, to someone else that they knew and so all of a sudden now they're saying that they don't belong and I just want to encourage you guys not only to go back to listen to um, episode two where I talk about how to handle this but also just remember that there there are different people who are in different stages of their life they didn't give you the vision that you have to be in tech for the reasons that you've decided to whether that's coding or not and so keeping your mind focused on the fact that there's the reason that you're here just as joe said is really what's going to get you toward that dream there's this statistic that I always talk about, I never remember the full number, but I think it's like one in 400 billion chance that we actually all have, you know, become alive on this earth. And so if you're here for, if you're here, <laughs> there's a reason that you're here and there's no mistake, especially if you have a tug to be in this industry, there's a reason. There's an app that you're going to develop that somebody needs. There's a company that needs the skills that you're acquiring. There's something that needs you. And I want you to know that and just be encouraged by that. Um, if you are struggling to, to find encouragement, because this world can be tough to fight through, especially the things that we're going through now, but just keep your head going. And remember, as Joe said, if you have an inkling to be in this industry, you definitely can be. So any final words that you want to say to anyone to encourage them or just any final wisdom you have? Man, yeah, I would just, uh, I would just echo what you said. Just don't, don't give up. Don't let other people tell, write your story. You know, you're in control. Um, and you have something to give, right? And I think that's that's always most of the time what we're fighting against is just our own mindset and what we tell ourselves, like what we're capable of, right? So a lot of times it's just telling yourself like, no, I am capable and I can do this and I'm going to, right? So really good stuff. Yes, yeah, so good. I have enjoyed this conversation, Joe. Thank you once again for being on here. Um, shout out to your wonderful wife. I know it takes um, amazing time uh, for you to be away to do this. Um, so shout out to Jasmine as well. Um, and so much blessings to you and your family and your journey um, as you are learning to code. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm, I'm excited. I, I hope it turns into something someday. <laughs> yes, I, I definitely believe it will. I definitely believe it will. Well, Joe. <laughs> anyone that wants to connect with you how could they best do that uh, i'm on instagram and i'm on twitter uh joe nemick um and in both of those places you can find me there and i primarily it's funny on instagram i'm primarily i'm primarily a runner so that's usually what i talk about on instagram and then twitter is where i talk about coding <laughs> so i've kind of segregated those platforms a little bit <laughs> hey Totally fine. To each purpose its own, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thank you once again. And if you are an avid listener to my podcast, you know how I always go out every week. So thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. We will see you all in another week.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Tech Girls Cast. If you'd like to leave me your personal story about how this podcast is impacting your life, please feel free to email me at podcast at techgirlscode.com or leave me a podcast review. I love hearing your stories and I can't wait to share them with those who may need to hear them as well. I look forward to all the future episodes and what I will be sharing with you. But until next week, sis, I'll talk to you then.